CMS has removed amyloid PET scan restrictions for Medicare beneficiaries. Novo Nordisk stops its Ozempic trial for treating kidney failure following early signs of the drug's success. And a new study finds that healthcare providers continue to leave the field in droves. It's Thursday, October 19th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has updated its coverage policy to lift certain restrictions on which Medicare beneficiaries can get amyloid PET scans, paving the way for more people to get an Alzheimer's disease diagnosis and have greater access to novel treatments. An amyloid PET scan, or positron emission tomography, uses specific radioactive tracers, such as Eli Lilly's Amavid, to look for clumps of beta amyloid plaques in the brain in an effort to provide an earlier diagnosis of the disease. Amyloid beta is a sticky protein that is considered a disease hallmark. According to the University of California, San Francisco, amyloid PET scans marked a potential major advancement in assessing living individuals with cognitive impairment for the plaques. For years, a definitive diagnosis of the plaques could only be determined in an autopsy. For the last decade, CMS limited reimbursements for the imaging service through the so-called coverage with evidence development, or CED, which meant that payment for amyloid PET scans was restricted to clinical trials. The agency also had a once-in-a-lifetime reimbursement limit for beneficiaries. The rule change, which was first proposed in July and finalized last Friday, removes the agency's CED policy. It also permits its network of Medicare administrative contractors to make their own amyloid PET scan reimbursement determinations. Stakeholders said during the public comment period that the once-in-a-lifetime limit on amyloid PET scans was outdated and not clinically appropriate due to the development of anti-amyloid treatments such as Biogen and E-size lecanemab, known as lecembi, which work to remove amyloid plaques from the brain. The shift follows a decision by the Food and Drug Administration to grant full approval to lecembi in July after originally only granting the drug accelerated approval. Though not a cure, Lakembi was found to reduce cognitive and functional decline by around 27 percent in Phase three clinical trial participants. But there have been some serious side effects associated with the drug, including brain swelling and brain bleeding. CMS said in July, following the FDA's decision to grant full approval to Lakembi, that it would cover the treatment for Medicare beneficiaries diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment or mild Alzheimer's disease dementia with documented evidence evidence of amyloid beta plaque on the brain, which can be determined with an amyloid PET scan or a more invasive lumbar puncture to gather and test spinal fluid. In a statement also released in July, which called for CMS to cover amyloid PET scans, Dr. Helen Nadell, president of the Society of Nuclear Medicine and Molecular Imaging, said that these scans are an essential tool that will allow physicians to identify appropriate candidates for lecembi, and that the scans should be performed on patients after they begin taking the drug to ensure that the level of amyloid beta plaques have been reduced. CMS's decision last week was applauded by many healthcare groups, including the American College of Radiology and the Medical Imaging and Technology Alliance. 
The Alzheimer Association's chief science officer, Maria Carrillo, said in a statement that broader access to amyloid PET scans will enable an earlier and more accurate diagnosis of the disease and will lead to better care management. Currently, there's an estimated 6 million Americans over the age of 65 currently living with Alzheimer's disease. It's projected that by 2050, that number will grow to more than 12 million people. Drug maker Novo Nordisk announced last week that it will stop a clinical trial that investigated whether its blockbuster drug Ozempic could be a treatment for kidney failure, citing the early success of the trial. According to the Danish pharmaceutical company, its flow trial, which was randomized and double-blind, looked at the effect that semaglutide had on the progression of renal impairment in people with type 2 diabetes and chronic kidney disease versus a placebo. Semaglutide is a glucagon-like peptide peptide 1 agonist and is the active ingredient in both the type 2 diabetes drug Ozempic and the company's obesity management drug Wagovi. The trial began in 2019 with more than 3,500 participants across 28 countries, and its primary endpoint consisted of five components, including at least a 50 percent reduction in EGFR compared to the baseline. This is a measure of how well the kidneys are working. It also looked at whether patients needed dialysis or a kidney transplant plant and looked at death from kidney or cardiovascular disease in type 2 diabetes patients with chronic kidney disease. The decision to stop the trial was based on a recommendation from the Independent Data Monitoring Committee, which concluded that it was clear from an interim analysis that the treatment would succeed. Ozempic and Wagovi in particular have been in the spotlight over the last year for their ability to help people lose weight. But Novo Nordisk has shown through clinical trials that its semaglutide drugs are applicable to other weight and diabetes-related conditions. In August, the company announced that Wagovi, a higher dosage of semaglutide compared to Ozempic, reduced the risk of cardiovascular disease by 20 percent in individuals who are overweight or obese with established cardiovascular disease but who did not have diabetes, in another large-scale clinical trial. Though semaglutide has shown promise in treating severe chronic conditions, it's not without risks. Recent studies have also linked the drug and other GLP-1 drugs like Saxenda's liraglutide, sold under the brand name Victoza, to gastrointestinal issues like gastroparesis and intestinal blockages, as well as inflammation of the pancreas. Healthcare providers continue to leave the field in high numbers, according to a new report. The report comes from Definitive Healthcare, a data and analytics company based in Framingham, Massachusetts. Looking at data from Atlas Dataset and other research, they found that between 2021 and 2022, more than 145,000 healthcare providers left the industry altogether. Leading the group were physicians, with more than 71,000 leaving their jobs. Internal medicine and family practice physicians accounted for more than 16,000 of those who quit. 
Following physicians, nearly 35,000 nurse practitioners left their roles in that time period. The authors wrote that the high quit rate amongst physicians and NPs could be attributed to the COVID-19 pandemic, namely exposure to the virus, long hours, and mental health concerns like depression and stress. And for specialties like obstetrics and gynecology, there were concerns that the lack of in-person visits during the height of the pandemic could have led to a loss of revenue. Staffing shortages are especially critical in states like South Carolina, Maryland, Michigan, Delaware, and Virginia, according to the report, citing data from the Department of Health and Human Services and Becker's Hospital Review. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.